everybody to the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown of Horns 24-7, joined as always by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns 24-7, Taylor Estes. And we are coming to you after uh, a 32-24 loss to Oklahoma State in which the Texas Longhorns once again had a double-digit lead, got off to a nice start and had things under control. Um, we're moving in to expand on a 17-3 to lead and uh, Casey Thompson uh, throws an interception that has returned 85 yards for a touchdown and suddenly an Oklahoma State team that wasn't doing much right up to that point, especially on offense. Spencer Sanders was his erratic uh, version of Spencer Sanders. Uh, started getting it together because that single play, obviously, uh, as Steve Sarkeesian pointed out, Taylor, uh, Texas had a chance to go up maybe 24 to three, at least uh, a field goal because they were on the 18 yard line. Uh, you would expect Cameron Dicker, uh, who might have been the player of the game for Texas in this game, punting seven times, averaging 51.7 yards per punt. Uh, but you'd expect Texas to come away with points and it turns into this momentum shift. And even though Texas played well at the very beginning of the third quarter, uh, that was it. That was like their last gasp. Those were the heart paddles. And Oklahoma State ends up outscoring Texas 19 to nothing to finish this game. Uh, and now Steve Sarkeesian's talking about his team's psyche and working on his team's psyche in the off week, Taylor. Yeah, I mean, Chip, it's it's kind of it's sad in a sense, you know, um, for Texas fans. But at halftime, you and I were talking to um, the Oklahoma State publisher for 24-7, and I made the comment, I was like, this game, just for some reason, starting, I feel like this is going to be one of those where Texas is going to hold the lead for the majority of the game, and then Oklahoma State's going to do something late in the game to win, because you just kind of started getting that feeling, I feel like, even, you know, I know that Oklahoma, or that Texas started off the third quarter, you know, Bijan Robinson had that 38-yard touchdown run, but that was literally it. I mean, Texas followed that up with four straight three and outs on offense, a four and out, and then an interception. And, you know, I know that a lot of people have been really down on the Texas defense, especially after that Oklahoma game last weekend. And then, you know, they give up that late touchdown. But the reality is the Texas defense gave up one touchdown to Oklahoma State. You know, the they got a pick six. So that was the other touchdown that they were scored. But, you know, the Texas defense did its job for the majority of that game. And Steve Sarkeesian said after the game, you know, the defense kept them in there. They kept them in the game. And, um, but at some point you can't just continue to expect that, you know, the defense to keep you in games to win when the offense goes so many three and outs and a four and out and, um, you know, penalties galore again, it's just, it seems like the same, you know, same story, different week. Um, especially when you look at that second half performance and once again, looking at, you know, Texas opponent, having the ball for 20 minutes and one second in the second half compared to Texas 9.59 of time of possession in the second half. That's a recipe for disaster, regardless of how good your defense is. Like, it's very difficult to overcome those type of situations. And for the second straight week, I think you saw that from Texas. Yeah, and I think you, you, know, you knew coming in uh, that Oklahoma State was 
their best part of their team was their defense. They were only giving up 91 yards per game on the ground, um, less than three yards per carry, and were the best in the Big 12 on third down at getting um, getting off the field on third down. And so uh, you knew it was going to be tough, but there was some innovation in the first half from Steve Sarkeesian on offense. He got Keelan Robinson involved early, and and that was a nice wrinkle. Uh, that that play went, I think, for 35 yards. Uh, it was a little flip pass to, to Keelan Robinson. Um, and then it seemed, you know, obviously you want to feed Bijan Robinson, who once again went over 100 yards rushing. He scored every touchdown in this game for Texas. Uh, two rushing, one receiving. Uh, you mentioned his 38-yard touchdown run in the third quarter. He also had a 13-yard touchdown reception and a one-yard run and an average 6.4 yards per carry. But Oklahoma State adjusted in the second half. Uh, we were just talking about how, um, you know, Bijan Robinson had uh, some, you know, in – in the third quarter, he had an eight-yard run to start the drive that ended with his 38-yard uh, touchdown run. But then he had a drive that started with a two-yard carry on first down, and then that ended in a punt. Then another drive started with a two-yard run by Bijan on first down, and that drive ended with a punt. And then they had a, a drive where they threw an incomplete pass on first down, then gave it to Bijan on second and 10, and it, he went for four yards, and that drive ended in a punt. Oklahoma State adjusted to take Bijan Robinson away on first down, and and that left Texas uh, in second and long, and then ultimately third and long, and um, it uh, it was – you know, frustrating, obviously, for Texas fans to watch uh, because the offense just ground to a halt. I mean, you mentioned it, four straight three and outs, a four and out, uh, and then then we're in desperation time because they went for it on fourth and three. Um, that drive started actually with Bijan Robinson uh, running for nine yards. They had second and one. Then they yeah. threw a pass that went backward and – and then they threw an incomplete pass and suddenly it's fourth and three. Um, and Casey Thompson tries uh, to run it and comes up short. That gives Oklahoma state the ball in Texas territory. They turn that into um, a touchdown. And, and so it uh, frustrating day because the offense helped kind of carry the load last week. I said, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if, Texas offense could do what it did last week, come back with another performance like that. And it looked like things were going well, obviously, as we mentioned, up 17 to three, uh, everything's going in your direction. But then the pick six happens and you felt the air go out of the, the stadium because Oklahoma State ended the first half on a 10-0 run. Um, they, you know, Texas did answer on the first possessions of the third quarter, both defensively and offensively, but then Oklahoma State just, um, you know, their defense, give them credit. They knocked Casey Thompson out of the game uh, for a play, knocked the wind out of them. Um, and and so, Taylor, here we are, second straight week. Texas uh, gets up early on Oklahoma last week, up 28-7 to and 41-23 to uh, 
late in the third quarter and couldn't close it out. And so now here's Steve Sarkeesian talking about the the bye week coming at a good time. Texas is off next week, and he wants to work on their psyche. And look, anytime you start talking about you know the mental makeup of a football team and and it and it having a case of the uh oh here we go agains, that's tough. I mean that's a tough rut to get out of. And now they're going to be playing Baylor. Uh, Baylor is beating BYU right now. Probably going to win that game and and looks good doing it that's that's no uh that's no easy trip to waco no not at all and when you talk about the mental psyche and makeup of the team you know this is where having a first time coaching staff come in and take over a program this is it's things like this that is why you cannot always expect perfection in year one of a new regime taking over a program because that mental psyche that, oh no, here we go again, that has been learned behavior from Texas because of the recent history with Texas. You know, it was the games that they were supposed to win, they would lose or play close or the opponents they were supposed to, you know, destroy, they would play a close game or lose those games. I mean, it's it's almost like you almost have to brainwash the players in a sense. And that's not an easy task because if something is so you know drilled into your brain year after year if you've been on campus if you're a three-year four-year five-year player right now at texas and you've been on campus for those tumultuous up and down seasons at some point even if you are very mentally you know strong and have you know your focus on the task at hand those things are automatically can show up when things start going wrong and you're seeing that a lot right now chip with texas and you know, that's that's a tough that's a tough situation, honestly, for not just the players, but especially the coaches, because they're going to have to in a very quick amount of time try to erase that, you know, that type of thought that goes into these players hand, heads. And they have very little time to do it when it's been built up for three, four plus years um, after the way that the seasons have gone for Texas in recent history. Yeah, it is. Um, Dan Neal, uh, the all-American offensive lineman, two-time Super Bowl winner um, out of the University of Texas said that uh, winning is a habit and losing can become a habit. And, you know, we we talked last week and and I wrote about in the Insider and talked to former linebacker, former Texas linebacker, Brian Jones, about who on defense is a player who can stand up and and turn things, help turn things, hold other players accountable on the sideline or in the huddle when things aren't going well to get them to step up, raise their standard. And, um, you know, he mentioned that DeMarvin Overshawn, you know, should be that guy on defense. Well, DeMarvin Overshawn goes out of this game, um, you know, last play of the first quarter with a concussion, Steve Sarkeesian said after the game, and on offense, that player has been Casey Thompson. And and now Casey Thompson, um, you know, is part of the momentum shift in the wrong way with the pick six uh, in the first half and, and bounced back with, you know, the touchdown drive in the third quarter, but not the same way we've seen Casey Thompson bounce back. Even last week when uh, they – needed a touchdown late after Xavier Worthy fumbles the kickoff return. They end up driving down, scoring to tie the game with a minute 23 left. We just didn't see that sharpness um, from Casey. And obviously he's 
you know, had his thumb bandaged up uh, on his throwing hand um, and and whatnot. But that's that's not he was playing well uh, in the first half. His his success on offense changed after the pick six. Uh, and Oklahoma State's defense is no joke. We we knew that. Malcolm Rodriguez is the leading tackler in the Big 12 for a reason. He was everywhere today. Oklahoma State's defense is legit. This was going to be a really difficult uh, three-game gauntlet. We talked about TCU, OU, Oak State, and now Baylor. Um, after an off week, Baylor will be off as well. So they'll have uh, an extra week to prepare for Texas. Um, and... And anytime you're talking about the psyche of your team and you're looking for leaders and now maybe even your leaders on each side of the ball uh, are dealing with stuff, DeMarvin Overshawn with the concussion, Casey Thompson uh, with part of, you know, with being part of the reason for Texas losing the momentum in this game, it's got to bounce back. These are more tests for a football team that has shown it has firepower but has got to get out of its own way. Yeah, and you know when you talk about this, we've talked about this stretch of games all year leading up to the season. But what we did not account for is how well Baylor is playing. Our, you know, when we talked about the the stretch of games that Texas had, it ended basically with this game against Oklahoma State before the bye week. And now you look at how the Big 12 is kind of shaping out and playing out right now. I mean, Baylor is playing legit. I mean, what what's Boise State ranked right now? I think they're they're top 15, aren't they? They're at least BYU. top 25. Or excuse me, BYU, yeah. Yeah, BYU came into the game 5 and 1 and Baylor just beat them. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, you don't expect nobody expected that of Baylor and and kudos to Dave Aranda. I mean, my goodness, that the that overhaul could not be an easy one, no doubt, especially after last season, but you know, this is it's 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 a situation where I feel like a lot of it's probably outside of the coach's controls. And what you're saying is absolutely right. This is up to the players now to really get mentally focused again and you know make sure that these losses don't continue to beat them. I don't necessarily think that was the case today against Oklahoma State. I don't think that Texas allowed the OU loss to beat them twice or anything like that. But I do feel like once the offense started kind of slowing down a little bit and not getting – as um, you know, much production out of the offense and out of Casey Thompson as it was in the first half, I think that's where you saw the shift go to, oh no, this is going to turn into OU. And that's where that could, that loss could have beat them twice. And you've got to have short memory. And especially, you know, in this conference um, with right now, it seems it could technically be wide open. I mean, Texas was probably the second best odds to go to the big 12 title game prior to this game. That's probably not the case any longer, but um, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of issues that are probably not just correctable by technique on the field. You know, there's a lot of mental issues that the players have to work through and the coaches have to try to get them to move on from it. And that's no easy task when you have players that are basically used to the, oh, no, here we go again, um, being the norm and not the anomaly. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for silver linings uh, again, Bijan Robinson, 21 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, uh, averaged yeah. 6.4 yards per carry. Also had three receptions for 38 yards and the, the touchdown receiving. Um, Xavier Worthy ends up as the leading receiver for Texas, five catches for 28 yards, not 
nearly. Um, my gosh, last week he had nine catches for 261 yards. Um, so not nearly yeah. the, you know, the balls down the field. Um, Marcus Washington had the deep ball mm-hmm. um, today. He had um, a 58-yard reception uh, for Texas, and and Joshua Moore, um, who had a, a a drop on, uh, you know, on a route over the middle that normally would have gone to Jordan Whittington. Uh, they definitely missed Jordan Whittington today. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, he's the tough guy who goes over the middle and gets the the tough catches on third down and and they were missing him today because texas ends up um not uh performing anywhere near what they would like to on third down they were just uh four of 12 or no excuse me four of 14 and and texas had been one of the best third down teams offensively in the big 12 uh, coming into this game so uh, they gotta they gotta get uh they gotta get in with the psychologist of the, the shrink Steve Sarkeesian and, and see if, if he can, you know, kind of put this team back together mentally before they take on a really tough uh, six and one Baylor team now, Taylor. Yeah. I mean, I don't, this is why he gets paid $5 million a year. I definitely do not envy him in this situation, but yeah, I mean, this is a huge, this is a very big, I think, turning point of the, or could be a turning point of the season of which way this is going to go. I mean, Texas is four and three right now entering their first bye week. There's definitely winnable games left on the schedule, and there's no denying that. I still think that Texas has the talent that could go toe-to-toe with probably every team in the Big 12 Conference, um, but it's about getting that talent ready to go and actually executing when their number is called. Um, and that that hasn't necessarily been the case. Again, I mean, there was definitely injuries that that impacted this with Demarvi and Overshawn going out in the first quarter. You know, the linebacker group is basically Demarvi and Overshawn and others right now. I mean, let's just be real about the situation. So um, I, I do think that Jalen Ford came off the bench. He played pretty well, but still, I mean, you know, if, if your linebacker, your leading linebacker is the one that goes out, and he's also the you know, the vocal leader on a defense that can be, that could be crucial. Cause it's not like DeMarvian Overshawn was back on the side. I didn't see him on the sideline after he went in the tunnel. I don't think he ever came back out. No. So there's no, you know, pumping them up there. And that's, you know, some other guys need to step up there. That's one thing. Cause there's definitely enough veteran vocal type of players on this defense and they got to find their voice, especially this bye week you know, um, entering the rest of the season. Cause you don't want this to turn into just an absolute spiral or skid to the finish line. And, you know, Texas has a chance to halt that from happening. And I think having that bye week will only help Texas. Well, we, I think, I mean, I don't know. Do you, we'll see what this team does out of a bye week. Cause I know, you know, under Tom Herman, the team wasn't great out of bye weeks every season. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of unknowns right now. And um, there's, you know, two weeks to try to figure it out for Texas and, they get they better do it fast. I'll say that because you don't want to be 500 after eight games on the year. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll say I I did think Jalen Ford uh, did well coming in off the bench. He ended up leading the team in tackles with 12. Had a tackle for loss. A quarterback hurry um, was had a lot of energy. Energy um, played fast uh, on his TFL. He really closed. Uh, but you know Steve Sarkeesian mentioned the penalties and. Um, the points that Oklahoma State scored, uh, the first points in the game and the first points in the second half, both came 
thanks to big third down penalties. The first one, the horse collar tackle by Keandre Coburn, there was no reason for him to even touch Spencer Sanders mm -hmm. there. Sp Sanders is going out of bounds um, yeah. for a seven-yard smack. Yeah, not for not for a gain either. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. for a first down. Yeah. Collins was chasing him out of bounds, and there was just no need to grab him one one step from the boundary. Um, that extends a, a drive. That was a third and nine. Ends up, you know, leading uh, to a field goal. And then uh, Ray Thornton gets called for a questionable roughing the passer. He's tackling Spencer Sanders. Can't see that Sanders has let go of the ball. Tackles Sanders to the ground and gets called for roughing. And and that extends a drive to points. So. Uh, it seemed like every mistake Texas made today uh, was was sort of um, compounded uh, by Oklahoma State taking advantage of it, and and that's what good teams do. So um, it's a Texas team that has to get out of its own way, and and Steve Sarkeesian is telling us right now that the first part is mental. So that when they get off to good starts and and have teams down by double digits, or have um, you know they had an eleven point lead after that touchdown in the third quarter, that they can not play cautiously and to hang on, but to stay aggressive, keep attacking on both sides of the ball, um, and and so we shall see. We'll see. Um, We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian on Monday, and then I don't think we're going to hear from the team again uh, for the rest of the week because of the off week, and then it'll be game week to go to Baylor. And and so um, Texas is 4-3, and 2-1 and one in the Big 12, and a week ago was talking about trying to get a rematch with Oklahoma. Now, uh, Texas absolutely is going to have to win out um, to even have a thought of that. Uh, but right now they just need to uh, come together. Um, you know, if I were Steve Sarkeesian, I would do some good old fashioned Dick Tomey team building, um, get these guys in, you know, meeting rooms with their position group and their assistant coach and, you know, have them each tell their life story so that, if they haven't done that already, really get close to these guys and come out, uh, get close to each other and come out with resolve to do this for each other because otherwise it can spiral and, and it can get away from you. So yeah, uh, it's uh, it needs to be all gas, no breaks outside of the halftime. You can't have that as your, your slogan. If you start off all gas, which is that, and then it's then all breaks, you know, it's, They've got to, if that's really supposed to be the way that they approach every single day is all gas, no breaks, and they got to approach games that way. And they're not doing it right now. And a bye week's a perfect time, I think, to try to get back to that. But there's no question, Chip, that if this continues, I mean, each game's a coin flip, probably, maybe except for Kansas or something. But a lot of these games left on the schedule will be a coin flip. Yeah. And I, you know, one more thought to um, Texas ends up running the ball 33 times for 138 yards, uh, 4.2 yards per carry. That's, that's, that's a down day at the office 
for Texas, who'd been averaging close to 200 yards rushing per game. Um, and Casey Thompson, um, let's see, was Texas was sacked three times. Three times, yeah. People are going to ask about the reshuffled offensive line. Um, I think there were, you know, I think I'm looking at the offensive line. They had a, uh, a penalty early, but, you know, I think the offensive line was okay. I, I think you have to give Oklahoma State's defense and their coaches credit for adjusting um, and taking Bijan Robinson and their favorite plays uh, that, you know, Texas's favorite plays that they run with Bijan Robinson away in the second half. And um, that's, that's a credit. And I know Texas fans are tired of hearing how the other team's coaches are adjusting in Texas isn't adjusting to their adjustments. Um, but, you know, Steve Sarkeesian's side of the ball is the one that couldn't hold up its end of the bargain um, today and against a quality defense. So uh, some soul searching from the coaches as well. And, and Taylor, we will, we'll come back on Monday after we hear from Steve Sarkeesian and, um, and then I'm going to head off to Big 12 basketball media days um, this week in Kansas City as we prepare for the Longhorns uh, basketball season under first-year coach Chris Beard. But we will also have our, uh, our flagship podcast interview later in the week. So um, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. We'll see it over at Horns 24-7. And don't forget to subscribe to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, until next time here on the Flagship Podcast, for Taylor, I'm Chip Brown. Stay safe and keep the faith.